Hey, so I decided to make the least evergreen content possible, and it's called Why Is Today Like That? So while the framework is evergreen because we use disability justice, we use re-indigenizing and super queer language, we're just talking about what's going on in the stars for like the next week. So it's like only going to be true for a couple days. Let's get into it. Happy 7-Eleven. Happy Slurpee Day to all who observe. If you're listening to this the day that it came out, then that is what day it is. Um, It's not an astrological holiday, but it is a day you can get a free Slurpee. (laughs) So um, just to be just to be real with you, I totally recorded a 20 minute podcast with my microphone on mute. And now because it's 7 a.m. at the time of recording, there's like this is when my street becomes very loud and I live near a loud street. So we're going to keep it short today. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you where all the signs are, and I'm going to give you some prompts. We're just going to be efficient with it. So first of all, I just want to say welcome to the new people joining us. It's super exciting to have gotten to meet you. And also thank you to everybody who's not new, who had to wait a really long time for a new episode. Yeah, that last episode, if you didn't hear it, it was... um, It was a heavy hitter in a lot of people's charts, just like the vastness, the existentialism. We'll get a little more into what the existentialism is, but if you've been feeling that, you're not alone. Um, If you've been feeling like some relationship work is happening, you're not alone. I did not turn off notifications and I'm not re-recording again. So thank you for your patience while I just turn that off. And let's get into what, why is today like that? (laughs) So If you don't feel like going back and listening to the 20 minutes before this, the cliff notes is that because we are in cancer season, happy birthday cancers, that means that the sun is in cancer. Um, Cancer is cardinal water. So cardinal meaning like it's kind of like the initiator, the start, right, of water. And water holds a lot of memory. So all the water signs are deeply intuitive. They can be known for being sensitive in a way where like the stereotype for cancers is that they're crybabies. Some people are and some people aren't. Some some have you ever seen a stoic cancer? First of all, they're fucking gorgeous. So are the crybaby cancers. Y'all are just beautiful people. And um they so water holds a lot of memory right? Water holds memory. Water is older than us. The water that lives in our bodies will return to the earth (laughs) when we die. (laughs) So speaking of death, Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. It can be very like, people know it for being a dreamy sign, but it also can be very (laughs) deadly. (laughs) And I don't just mean deadly in the native way, but it can be very much like thinking about transitions, thinking about life after death, even like having like the psychic ability, right? Um, children, Pisces children um, often have this like spiritual stereotype of like talking to spirits or saying things like, in my last life, this happened. Like that's a thing that happens, especially with strong Pisces placements in children, probably still when people age, but like sadly, we live in a colonial capitalist society that tends to like smush out that little inner knowledge or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Right. And then, um, we don't have any planets in Scorpio, so I'll spare you, but we love Scorpio. (laughs) We love, this is a, this is a 
pro water sign account. No matter what your sun sign is, you have every single sign in your chart. So just giving that for context as we get into now I'm going to talk about like the math of who's where so our astrology girlies you can kind of know who's doing what that's making today like that and if you're like that was overwhelming don't worry we're going to break it down I'm going to give you like the general takeaways general lessons so the sun is in cancer we have the moon in Taurus the moon is in Taurus with the true node Jupiter and uh Uranus or Uranus so in a short way the moon is how we feel and you nope there's no short way so let me do the math first um that's a taurus stellium so if you're feeling the taurus energy that's why chiron is still in aries but it's about to be in the last third the last decan and then pisces has saturn and also neptune um Obviously, the sun is in Cancer, but Mercury is now zero degrees Leo. So at the time this was recording, it just went into Leo. By the time you're listening to this, Mercury will be in Leo. Venus is in Leo. We know a retrograde is coming. It's not here yet at the time of this recording. And Mars, but we will talk about how to survive that. Mars is also zero degrees Virgo. So, And then, of course, Pluto is still retrograde in Capricorn. It's at the 29th degree. So That was the overview for the fucking nerds out there like me. So thank you. If you're new, I'm on board you to what all that means. So the thing that changes the most frequently is the moon. The moon moves every 2.5 days. The moon is our emotional body, our emotional self. So right now the moon is extra loud because it rules cancer. Every single sign has like a ruling planet or luminary. So cancer is ruled by the moon. So that can have a lot to, the moon has a lot of different phases and a lot of different moods you can learn about astrology through studying nasa because like we're just a microcosm of space after all you know like we're literally made of stardust or something i don't actually know where that comes from but i remember the meme so going with that the moon has what well, we talked about four different things so i'm going to tell you what they are The true node, which nerdy girls, it's zero degrees. Girls gender neutral, by the way. I do not think that everyone who listens is a girl, but with a U. (laughs) That does not have to be how I do things, but that is what I did today. So um, with true node at zero degrees, our our true node in our own chart is like, what is this brand? What is the brand new energy we're meant to learn in this life? So, and it, Yeah. Okay. I'll keep it with that for now. There's a South node, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Oh, even though we could, we won't. Um, so right now in the sky, the North node is in Taurus, which means that there's kind of a new energy around sense sensory stuff. So Taurus rules, it can be like our creature comforts and it can also be like our security like our home, our car, our stuff, the things that we have that make us feel secure. And it can also be like the things that appeal to our five senses. Obviously, there's more, not obviously. It's worth noting there's more than five senses. If you're about looking that, you know, balance, for example, is a fifth or a sixth. (laughs) Balance is another sense. Um, But the five main senses, when we're looking at Taurus, we're talking about Um, what we see, what we smell, what we hear, what we taste, and what we touch. So right now we are having, we may be in the next couple days, 
having an emotional experience related to our senses. Honestly, what a great day for Slurpee Day. <laughs> we can notice when things in our environment make us feel good and we can notice when they make us feel bad. So we also have Jupiter here and Jupiter is considered a very, um, it can very, very simple. Some people call Jupiter the planet that determines luck. And then they also, I've read people say that luck is not good or bad. Luck just is. So if you have good luck, then you are absorbing all these positive things. It's it's almost like an infinite possibility of good things can happen to you. If you're having bad luck, it's like an infinite possibility of bad things can happen to you. That's kind of like, I'm putting all this in quotes because what is good and bad. But right now, because the planet of luck, the planet of like, what is the new thing and the planet of emotions are all together, we could be having a very big emotional experience right now. Um, this is also a very existential placement, I would argue, because we also have our buddy Uranus here, or Uranus, which is ruled by Aquarius. So Aquarius looks at the structures of what we know what is and thinks about how to add more structure. That's kind of like, it's also very much the vibe of like the stoner friend who's like, do you guys think there's aliens? It's very that, right? So when we have all of those together, those are all in Taurus right now. So it can kind of feel like Taurus season. It can kind of feel like we need security. Like it kind of feels like we need to be grounded because everything is so vast. And we talked about that in the last episode too. So if that's really hitting for you, there's some tips and tricks, <laughs> if you will, in the last episode. Um, adding to the existentialism, I'm going to talk about the things in Pisces right now. So Saturn is in Pisces, which Saturn is like how we make structure, how we relate to work. And that's in the planet of like dreams and death. So that's crazy. Um, the fact that Saturn is in Pisces means that like we may honestly, it can feel like we're dying in our structure, but it could also feel like more structure is beyond where we're at right now. Like we can build more structure and uh, we can build the structure for our dreams. Yeah. We also do have another outer planet there that kind of adds to Pisces also rules the sea because it's ruled by Neptune and it's also ruled by uh, Jupiter. But don't worry about that if it's not calling to you to know that um, because Pisces is like the sea and we only know like 10% of what goes on in there and the rest of it honestly might not even be any of our business. It's this idea that there's like so much potential of what's going on, but what are we going to do with like the cup of water in our hands? What are we going to do with what's in front of us right now? What are we going to do with what we can control, which is like the water in our bodies, right? That's it. Like all the water in the world, we're made of water. We are water. So what are we going to do with this water? And, um, I mean, it would be kind of goofy of me not to mention that, like, the ocean has been, you know, doing some things. But we, we talked about that in the last episode, so I'm not going to get into it because um, I might get sucked in. <laughs> it's like a whole wormhole, which is very much of the essence of the ocean, right? So we love, we appreciate Pisces, we see Pisces, we see the existentialism is real. And now I'm going to give you the trick to get through it. So shout out once again to Cancer Seasons, Cancer has been known to be like very nurturing or like a crybaby. That's such an oversimplification. Cancer is very intuitive because water holds knowledge. 
Like the water that is in our bodies will return to the earth after we die, right? The water, like water is living, right? And I don't just mean that in like, yes, I'm native and I mean that in the native way, absolutely. But if you want to talk about science, put some water under a microscope, that shit got stuff in it. So anyway, <laughs> knowing that like whatever we are curating and caring for, whatever our intuition is telling us is worth exploring. So lastly, I'm going to end you with what's going on in Leo. We know that, well, some of if you're if you if you keep up with the Kardashians, aka the planets, <laughs> I have no idea why I called them that. R.I.P. me, uh, R.I.P. both of us for hearing that. Um, but if you're keeping up with the planets, you may know that Venus is going to go retrograde pretty soon, and that a lot of people are scared about it. If you would like to do an astrology reading about your love life and how you're going to be affected, of course I will put the link so you can do that. But like, um, you don't have to be extorted. (laughs) Like if you see people being like, oh, it's scary. You need a reading. Just like maybe chill on that for a second. And the reason that you want to chill on it is because also there's another thing going on where Pluto is in retrograde. There are a lot of retrogrades right now. So if you're kind of feeling like things are slowing down and you're being called to reflect, that's because there's so many things in retrograde. So when Pluto is in retrograde, it means that we get to think about where we're giving power away. And the fact that we have so much in Pisces means sometimes we're giving power away to things that are not real. And the sun in Cancer means that we can actually nourish the things that we want to be real. (laughs) So like if, if your friend says the most loving and the most hateful thing you ever heard, you can nourish the loving thing and then also be like, I didn't like the hateful thing that you did. But also understanding, oh my God, I was on such a rant about this before. Understanding that, um, okay, so the Pluto of, so, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna like divest from talking about each planet. I'm just gonna give you the overall vibe. What we're gonna do with the Venus retrograde in Leo So yes, because of Pluto, we are assessing where we take power from people, what ideas we give power to, and we have the opportunity to curate them. Again, if you want to see like more about that, the last week's episode, we talk about curating in the abyss basically. So (laughs) with that, it's like you can decide that something is true and nourish it and make it your own truth and live in it. You have the right to do that. But if it's hurting you, consider taking your power away from that narrative and like using a different, using that energy in a way to build a narrative that's helpful for you to build a life that's helpful for you. And like the narrative building, like that's part of like, you know, in psychology, one of the things that like a therapist does is they help take things out of your short-term reactive memory and put it into long-term memory. So it's not like the reactive memory. So it's kind of like that, like what stories are you giving power to, right? And in February, 2024, all of the stories we're curating between now and then are going to play a significant part in our lives. And we could have like a whole new life between now and February, 2024. Um, Because Leo is a sign of like our essence there is basically, honestly, Jonah Hill and Kiki Palmer's little boyfriend, who like is not her boyfriend anymore. They are both showing us how to do this wrong. They are both doing this the hard way so that we don't have to. 
where they are trying to control somebody else's essence. They are trying to shrink somebody else's light in a way of like projecting their own insecurities. And what I mean by that, if you missed, if you're not on twitter.com, I will tell you what we've been talking about. So Jonah Hill basically got outed for being a weirdy um, in that he had a girlfriend who was a surfer and was a surfer when he met her, started dating her. And then upon them dating, he started being like, can you take down pictures of you in a bikini? That's like, ho shit. And she was probably at first like, what the fuck? But she actually complied. She actually took some of her pictures down because she wanted to like nourish their relationship and shit. And so Jonah Hill, when he talked about it, he said, that's just my boundary. And like, it's crazy to me because Jonah Hill made a whole documentary about his therapist, right? Jonah loves being in therapy. And also like, let's look at what was really happening. Cause that's not about her. That's about him, right? It's about him because why does he want control over her? If he was my client, the conversation that we would be having, I mean, he probably, whatever he's not, but here's some free, <laughs> someone send this to Jonah Hill. It, if you are policing the way that other people's body is consumed, what can you look at in the way your own body is consumed? So Jonah Hill does this thing where he has done, and he I, I know because I saw his documentary, he has had a different relationship to like being fat for comedy. And he does, he didn't like that it was a punchline and he got on board with it, which was like, you know, like in some context, he's like done things where it's like, oh, it's funny to see a guy like, right. But at the end of the day, he's, he has shared and like, I'm not trying to hold this against him for sharing. And I think it was like a very good thing for him to share and to like nurture and to focus on that instead of her. But like, he's had a very tumultuous relationship to his own body and his own fatness and his own fat phobia and internalized and externalized. And like, so if he's sitting here, thinking about the way that his body was consumed by the public because people did make fat jokes about him. But what is he doing? Yes, he talked about that in his documentary, but instead of just like doing, there's some things that we just have to keep fucking working on. And for a lot of people, internalized and externalized fat phobia is one of the things to continue to work on, right? Because it's harmful to ourselves and others. And that's not what he expressed with his girlfriend, but he did express like being, like her being consumed. And he was like controlling. He was controlling because he was talking about her being consumed in the way that he hasn't dealt with his own consumption, his own body, his own essence. And he's giving power away to people. Like he's letting people who talked about his body decide, like move the way that his mind works in relationship to his body. And like, it's yes, fat phobia is a problem we're all responsible for. Nobody enters cycles of violence by doing violence everybody who does something harmful has had harmful shit happen to them so like i hope that jonah hill he <laughs> i hope that jonah hill heals and this venus retrograde gives all of our inner jonah hills time to heal same with kiki palmer's boyfriend talking about you shouldn't be wearing that you're a mom dot 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 kiki did it right because she all of a sudden they are not on each other's social media so we can assume that they broke up she basically wore a really cute outfit and her little boyfriend at home had something to say. We don't even know who he is. We just call him Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. Nobody knows who he is, but he had something to say about her. And she just started posting stuff about like, 
I don't know. It was some Sagittarius shit. It was some free shit. She did not care. She did not care. She got rid of him because that's not how she wants to be supported. So all of this to say, with Leo retrograde, we might think about how with Leo retrograde, with Venus retrograde and Leo, <clears throat> we might think about how we give power away, how we take power from people, how we let people have their essences, how we're afraid to be in our own essences and how those are connected. So the scary astrology read is like, you're going to fight with your partner. Ooh. <laughs> Bitch, why? Why? What? What's wrong? Can we talk about that? So if you go closer to the equator, so Leo has a lot to do with essences and your essence, yourself is a good thing. Your individuality is a good thing. And there's a way to be responsible with it. And there's a way to be irresponsible with it. In Reiki, we say that like egos are not good or bad, but all egos need to be healed. Right. And a healed ego can help people. So if you get really close to the equator, there's like a biodiversity thing happening where like there's so much, such a rich ecosystem that is in balance that there's like a bunch of fucking flowers, a bunch of fucking pollinators, and there's like a specific hummingbird that can only pollinate a specific flower, right? And when you get close to the equator, that is where that happens because there are so many poll. It's not like that hummingbird is going around trying to pollinate flowers it can't pollinate. It knows to look for that flower and they like co-evolved, right? They like, they grew up, they come up together because of the relationship that they had. Like they literally, if you look at the trajectory of like how they've evolved, they've evolved to be mutually beneficial in the long run over generations and generations and generations. If you take that same hummingbird or that same flower and you put it in the Mojave desert, it's not going to thrive. And if you take that energy and put it to people, what that looks like is like, yes, if you are somebody who thrives in a very specific ecosystem, but you go from like an equator to like the Mojave Desert where everybody is like struggling for water and you talk about, oh, I only eat this type of nectar. You're going to give off a bad energy. No one's going to fuck with you because you're not participating in the environment that you're in. And then like you're going to eventually just die because you're not going to be nourished. So look at that in ourselves, right? Look at how we, what are our expectations? Are we, what is our environment? Are we in the equator? Are we in the Mojave Desert? There's nothing wrong with the Mojave Desert, by the way. (laughs) It's a beautiful place. But like, are you going to the Mojave Desert where you can see the fucking Milky Way galaxy and looking for like a flower you only find by the equator? Are you looking for things and other people that you can curate in yourself? If you find yourself fighting with people, which is a possibility, you have the opportunity to say, how am I showing up? What am I curating? And you can say like, oh, I want more of this. So I need to, I need to make sure that I'm the version of myself that can help basically feed the soil so that everybody eats and everybody can have their own essences. I'm getting very planty about it, but like in a, in a human type of way, if you're shining bright in a way where no one else can shine, you're like an invasive species. (laughs) Never mind, I went back to plants. Um, But if you like co-evolve with people and like nourish people who are nourishing you, that 
brings up the whole ecosystem to be a beautiful rainforest. And that is the vibe. That's the vibe. So the prompt is how are you nourishing your own essence in a way that's not depleting from others? How are you doing that? Think about it. You've got all Venus retrograde to think about it. (laughs) So thank you for listening. I hope it made sense. And I'm going to go ahead and plug a couple things. I will put a link if you want to get an astrology reading. I'm going to put the link for a full reading. So if you've never had a full reading with me before, get the full reading. I'll also put the link to like the 30 minute reading. It's brutal to do as a first reading. I don't recommend it as a first reading. But if that's the money you got, that's the money you got. And then I'm also going to plug our student X, who is a graduate of Sewa's Reiki program. They just launched their own Reiki practice online and you can book with them. And I'm so excited for you. So I'm going to put that if you book with them, send me like a screenshot and I will um, pull a card for you and give you a little mini reading for free. Okay, love you. Have a good day. See you next time. (laughs) 